Welcome to Life Learnings. My name is Paul Kachansky. Today we have Jared French, who is a Resource Development Manager at the South Pacific Division Publishing Ministries in Warburton, Victoria. Jared, that's a mouthful, but welcome to Life Learnings. Thank you very much, Paul. It's uh, good to be with you. You're in Victoria. We're in New South Wales, but through the phone, we're just a phone call away. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with our listeners. Jared, tell us an interesting story that happened to you while you were at work. Sure, I'd love to do that. Look, this is a story which happened only probably a month after canvassing, mm-hmm. working in Christchurch, New Zealand. I was working with one of my teammates and we came, uh, we finished a group of flats and we're at the end of the driveway and um, we looked to the left and a lady was walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a Tongan lady and she was just walking slowly along pushing a pram and uh, we decided that we would uh, stop her and talk to her about the work that we do. So we did that and she was very interested and this is what she said. She said, um, if you can come to my place tomorrow at 9am, um, uh, I'd like to you know, find out more about what you're doing. I said, okay, that's great. We can do that. I said, what's your name? She said, my name is Mary. I, I said, okay. So I wrote it down, Mary, 9am, and, and what's your address? She gave me the address. I wrote that down. And then um, I said, yeah, okay, good. We'll see you tomorrow. So the next day I I went on my own and came up to a big house and knocked on the door. And uh, a lady answered the door and uh, I introduced myself and said I was here to see Mary. And she said, who? I said, "Uh, Mary. She said, oh, I'm sorry, there's no Mary that lives here. You got the right address though. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I checked the address. She said, yes, this is the address. I looked at my watch, 9am. Yeah, that's all right. She said, so Mary, is it? I said, yeah. She said, oh, just a minute. She disappeared inside. Then she came back out with another lady and asked if, if this was the lady. I said, no, that's not her either. And um, Was her name Mary? No, her name wasn't Mary either. <laughs> so I actually found out that there were about three families living in this big house. Uh-huh. And there were a few ladies around. And so what started to happen was each, you know, the different ladies would be coming out to see if I was, you know, if they were the one I was supposed to see. But it wasn't, it was none of them. <laughs> and I was standing there wondering, what, what is going on here? And then uh, the first lady asked me a question. She said, what, what did she look like, this Mary? I said, well, I remember she had long black hair and it was in a ponytail. And then they went, ah, oh, and then they all went inside again. <laughs> and then I'm standing at the door wondering what's going to happen. And then the next thing, a door on my right opens and a young girl walks out who wasn't Mary. And she said, um, are you here to see me? And I said, well... I'm actually here to see Mary. And she said, well, yeah, no, there's no Mary here. And I said, yeah, I'm starting to realize that. She said, what are you doing? I said, well, we're doing a special health work in the community. Mm -hmm. She said, oh, come in and show me. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. So I went in and we sat down and we went into a room. It was a big room with a big carpet, a big mat on the floor, Mm -hmm. no other furniture. So we just sat down on the floor. And I was a young lady and I started to show her the wonderful books that we have Mm -hmm. and she became very very interested 
And um, but when I came to the spiritual part, we we always start with health books, and then we we show spiritual books after. Mm-hmm. I pulled out the beautiful family Bible that we have. I showed her that, and she went very quiet. And she asked me a question. She said, "Is this is this some kind of Christian organisation?" I said, "Yes." She said, "Is it is it Seventh Day Adventist?" And I said, yes, why do you ask? And then she went even quieter. She actually went white. You can imagine a Tongan going white. Mm. She was so shocked. This is what she told me. She said, last night I prayed a prayer that a Seventh-day Adventist would come to my home. And here you are, in my home, a Seventh-day Adventist. And I was amazed. It was incredible. And I asked her, why would you pray a prayer like that? Yes. She said, well, I grew up in Tonga in the islands, and one of my relatives used to take me to the Seventh-day Adventist church, and I love that church. But since moving to New Zealand, I've lost touch, I've lost connections, and I want to come back to God again. And I believe that you've been sent here to see me. And, I, you know, you get the, the goosebumps on the back of your neck. You, you yeah. know that this is a divine appointment that God has been leading. She actually told me some other things, which is even more amazing. She said to me, she normally is at work in the morning. And you came at no, in the morning. And I came at 9 a.m. because I was told to come at 9 a.m., remember. Mm-hmm. And she was sick that day. And I told her that, you know, I was supposed to see Mary. And she said, well, you know, my name in Tongan means Mary. I just couldn't believe what I was listening to. And um, so I'm wondering, who was the lady I met the day before? Who was the lady that told me to come and see Mary at this place? I believe... um, I believe I saw an angel. I believe an angel directed me to this home because I never, ever saw that lady again. Never, ever saw that Mary. I would visit back and forth. She never came back. She never saw her again. Good news is this young lady, she bought books and she came back to church, came back to God. So praise God. It was a wonderful experience. Something I'll never, ever forget, that miracles happen even in today's world. And this Incredible. happened in New Zealand. This happened in New Zealand. Uh, it was early 2000 is when this experience happened. And it really anchored my faith yeah. in, in the work. It really did. Have you, have you thought back to that time and reflected on what happened and that this was not a random experience, that even though it appeared that you've been given a wrong direction, it actually mm. happened that, humanly speaking, it just showed that it couldn't have happened, and what you said, a divine appointment occurred. Absolutely. I, I think about it all the time, wow. and I, I'm 100% certain that this was God's leading, that mm. he sent an angel to send me to a place to answer the prayer of a young girl who was looking looking for help and looking for hope and wanting to, to come back to Jesus, and mm. and I believe God still is doing that today. Wistfully looking to heaven. That's it, wistfully looking to heaven. Well, Jared, thank you for sharing that experience. Mm. You speak with an accent. Where were yes. you born? Well, I, mean, I have I sp- a New Zealand accent, but I was born in um, Sydney. 
Okay, so in you, you're an Australian. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, the Australians uh, hear an accent. The New Zealanders think you're one of them. Yeah, we... I'm, I'm, I think I'm a Cozzy, <laughs> a Kiwi Aussie. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're born. Um, it matters if you're born again. Amen. Uh, what, what do I mean by that, Jared? Are you born again? What does that mean? Well, we need to be, you know, we need to be born again. We need to, we need to be born again in a spiritual sense. Because you're born um, physically. That's right. I was born physically in Sydney, but maybe I was born again in New Zealand. That's where uh, you grew up, and that's yeah, where you made a decision for Jesus Christ. That's right. That's where I grew up, and when I was about 15, I got baptized. Okay. And um, What does that mean? You, that means you gave your heart to Jesus? Yeah. It's a public declaration of what was happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was happening in my heart that I wanted to to give my life to Jesus fully was that an easy uh, decision to do yeah well it it was it was an easy decision it uh something I thought about for a while and but I found it a very um nerve wracking experience because i actually i was a very very shy kid did you and, have uh siblings other children yeah in the I had one brother older Younger brother. So you were the firstborn, and you were a shy youngster. Yeah, I grew up. I was the oldest son, and yeah, very shy kid. I would um, anything to do with public speaking, anything to you know, being in the limelight in front of people. I hated it. Drama at school didn't Dra- like it. Oh, I hated it. I would. I would always be sick. <laughs> I'd literally. I'd go home and be sick. Wow. I, I just couldn't do it, and. Um, it's amazing to think that... What do you do now? What I do now is... Public is speaking. Public speaking. Presentations. Talk to people. I think that the only way that um, I've been able to do it is through God's help. What did you study at university, Jared? Well, I went to Canterbury University and I did a Bachelor of Science. Okay, so... I majored in zoology, which is the study of animals. I actually... I actually, when I started, I remember thinking, what do I do, zoology or accounting? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I went with my heart and not my head. My mm-hmm. heart and my love for animals won out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what I ended up doing. And, and I graduated in 1994 from Canterbury University. Uh-huh. And then uh, soon after that, I, I got a job in Canterbury Museum. Okay, in your field of study. Yeah, in my field of study, I worked mm. as a assistant curator of vertebrate zoology. Vertebrate zoology. Yes, vertebrate zoology. So well, these what does are that mean? animals. These are animals with with backbones. A vertebrae. A vertebrae. That's right. So you and I have a vertebrae. Yes. And there are animals that have vertebrae, like dogs. Well, yeah. All, cats. All, all your mammals. All your reptiles. Amphibians, these are all uh, vertebrates. Uh-huh. And then you have what they call invertebrates, so insects, some of your 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 um, animals in the sea. Mm-hmm. These, uh, you know, like jellyfish and so on, they don't have a, a backbone. Um, they so, have an exoskeleton, a lot of them, like a crab, for example. Ah, yes. has an exoskeleton, a, a shell on the outside. So you learned all about this, and you were... Now, as a shy uh, young man growing up, yeah. how did you get a job 
speaking at a museum. I mean, a curator just walks around and talks to people. Don't, is that what they do? Yeah, well, not exactly, no. A no? curator is... My main role was to look after the collections. Uh-huh. So I was I was in the back room, you know, hiding away in, in different places, doing research, writing labels, okay. uh, cataloging, identifying bones. Quite thrilling work, really. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting, but the problem with all of it is that it was all dead. Oh. Every, everyone, everything was dead there. There was no no life, oh. and especially. The constant evolutionary theory and, and humanism that was coming through, I really started to struggle with this, and it was it was in a way it was hurting my faith. It wasn't good. So you grew up believing that there was a creator God, absolutely, and seeing yep. that the Bible was true, mm. and then here you're in a in a professional environment, yep. working in in the constant bombardment of yep. scientific. Uh, Teaching yeah. that teaches the theory of evolution. That's right. And um, how did you find that? Yeah, it was it was a challenge. It was like I said, it was it was really bothering me. At the same mm. time, a a passion started to develop inside of me of wanting to share my faith. And um, so I had what did to you do? I had to make some decisions. Mm-hmm. I. I had to. I, I actually gave God a test. Mm-hmm. What was the test? Well, you know the fleece test that Gideon uh, did. Mm-hmm. He he put out the fleece and asked whether the fleece would be wet and the ground would be dry. And in the morning, that's exactly what happened. And, and Gideon, you know, wrung out a, a bowl full of water and he said, "Well, hang on a minute. This this is not amazing enough. Let's have the fleece dry and the ground wet." And the next morning, same thing happened, and and I knew that uh, I, I really needed a, a sign. I needed a, a test uh, for God to to show me His leading in my life. And I started to think about literature evangelism because my mother had done it. My grandfather was a very successful literature evangelist and and public speaker. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I'm not like my grandfather. I'm totally opposite. You're quiet, you're shy, you're reserved. Exactly. And the other big challenge I had was I had a health a health problem. Uh-huh. I had a, a large lump in my neck, which would swell up and down. Uh, it was mysterious. Sometimes it would be up like a golf ball. It would stick out of my neck. This is on the front or the side? This is the front left side, and you can imagine a shy kid with this this thing sticking out of his neck. Um, I remember some days I couldn't go to church because I was so self-conscious. I'd just Mm. stay at home. But um, some days couldn't go to work. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this thing, sometimes it would be up, sometimes down. And I said, Lord, I'm not happy working in this museum. And I'm feeling something in my heart to do literature evangelism, but I can't do this on my own, and I can't do this with this big lump in my neck. I said, Lord, you've got to take this lump away from me. Now, that's a, that's a pretty big call there, Jared. It is. Um, so you're some, putting a condition on God, saying, God, yeah. I'm feeling this, but please do something about this. I, I, I needed a... A really, really, really strong sign that this is what he wanted me to do. Because I knew the only, 
if, if this lump disappeared, I knew it was only God that did it because I'd had this lump for, for 15 years. Got how, it as a teenager. How old were you at this point when you was, prayed was, this prayer? I was 28. So, but, so you're not a, a presumptuous teenager that says a simple prayer. I mean, no, no, no prayer is simple, but you know what I'm saying, Jared? Yeah. So you're you're a no, an adult, mature, mature, mature in your in faith, faith and, and, and it was a genuine request. It was. And so it was what a, happened? It was a humble request, and I said, "Lord, take the slump from me. If you do, I'll know, I'll take it as a sign to become a literature evangelist." And good night, and went to sleep. Woke up the next morning. Every morning, you know, as a man, you get up and you shave, and I'm standing there in front of the mirror shaving, and I'm looking at my the lump's still there, you see. Uh -huh. But as I'm shaving, I'm thinking, That's, that looks like it's not as big as it was yesterday. And I thought, okay. But, I mean, that would happen anyway. It would go up and down. Mm -hmm. Anyway, went through the day. Next day, woke up, looked in the mirror again. That I'm sure that lump's disappearing. After seven days, Paul, the lump went down and disappeared and has not come back since. And this is many and years later. And prayer. This is fifth. This is well. This is when I was twenty-eight. This is uh, this is nearly twenty years ago. So and it's it gone. was it was a strong answer to prayer. I said, "Well, Lord, there you go." So I left the museum. Resigned. Resigned. A good job that I had. I had three close friends who thought I'd gone mad. I remember they came over one day and sat me down and had a special meeting with me to to tell me and ask me some questions. What what on earth was I doing? Left this job to go and sell books. And I said, God's called me to do it. There's no doubt. And I remember saying to the Lord, I said, Lord, it'll be it'll be one year. I'll do this for one year. It's been a very long year, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's been wow. it's been a one year that's taken about 18 years. 18 years. Our guest today on Life Learnings is Jared French. He is now the Resource Development Manager for the South Pacific Division Publishing Ministries based in Warburton, Victoria. Jared, since you left that museum job, have you looked back and said, "Oh no, I made a mistake. God made a mistake. I shouldn't have left I shouldn't have left that job." Before I answer you, I'll just share one thing that happened one month after leaving that job. And, and starting my literature evangelism career, the head curator of the department rang me up and he said, Jared, I'm retiring. Do you want my job? This is the head head curator. The head so curator of the boss. vertebrate zoology oh. department. And uh, he said, do you, want, do you want my job? And you know what? I didn't even hesitate. I said, no, thanks. I know what God's called me to do. And um, I've never regretted this. It's wow. been it's been one of the things that has actually changed my life. You know, sometimes we think that we're going out to help people when we do evangelism and ministry, but I think uh, the person doing it has has helped themselves, and when, it's really mm, been a great blessing. Wow, yeah. Jared, when you say literature evangelism, yeah, please explain what does that mean. Literature evangelism, well, if we break it down into two words, it's evangelism using literature. So basically sharing books with people, mm -hmm. selling books um, on health and spiritual things and children's books, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, just sharing literature, sharing the gospel through literature. It's a God-ordained ministry. Ellen White had a vision in 1848 that, uh, you know, she must begin to print a little paper and send it out to the people. From the small beginning, it would become a streams of light that would go clear around the world. And so she followed that, that, that calling and God ordained it from the beginning and it did grow and we have a worldwide ministry now of over 50,000 literature evangelists that go door to door some go to businesses some run different you know parties and that kind of thing mm-hmm. to present our books that contain the truth for these days and this started back in the 1800s you said yeah 1800s and it's 1848. been 1848 and it's been going on with gospel literature books Yep. pamphlets, yep. Um, brochures, magazines yep. that that um, tell people about Jesus. Exactly. And, you know, books like The Great Controversy, powerful, powerful books, uh, books that will prepare people for the coming of Christ. Hmm. Ellen White says, Of all the books I have written, I desire this one to come before the people the most. This is what she says. Hmm. Wow. For listeners that would like to obtain a copy of the book that Jared just mentioned, The Great Controversy, Mm. we'll give our contact details at the end of our program and uh, get a pen and paper ready and we'll tell you how to do that. Jared, with your work, you began work in New Zealand, is that correct? Yes. How long did you work in New Zealand? I worked in New Zealand for two years Mm -hmm. and uh, by God's grace became the top uh, literature evangelist in New Zealand. Hmm. And then at the time, my wife and I started talking about children and family. I was about 30 at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said to me, look, if we're going to start a family, I'd, I'd like to be near my, my parents okay. who live in Sydney uh, to have the support there. So we decided to, to move from Christchurch over to Sydney in 2002. Okay. And um, I continued my literature ministry career in Sydney and um, that was quite different working in Sydney to Christchurch very different Sydney's big city very multicultural so I you know I had a few things to learn mm-hmm. um, but I think God God teaches us mm-hmm. and God shows us the way and I uh, enjoyed uh, working in Sydney became the southern Sydney unit leader mm-hmm. in 2005 so I had a, a small team that I looked after mm-hmm. And uh, then five years later, you might have heard of Jumpstart. I have heard of Jumpstart. We've had a few Jumpstart uh, um, workers, people, on the 3ABN radio network. Mm. Uh, Stephen Groom and a fellow by the name of Andrew Kachansky. Yes. And... I have known him for most of my life, if not all of my life. Andrew or Stephen? Uh, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you should. He's your brother. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. So now this is this is in 2010. Yeah, we, we developed the Jumpstart program in 2010. Okay. So, I mean, going back to that 2010, did people read books and do people still read books now? I mean, we've got computers, we've got internet, we're just saturated with information. Are there... Are there yeah. people that still read quality books? 
Yeah, I think the word you use there, saturated, I think people are saturated and sometimes you just need a break. Uh-huh. just need to get away and, and, and get a nice book and find a peaceful place and have a bit of, bit of peace. That's part of it. Wow, that's, um, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's, we're just bombarded. It's continual. And, and look, there'll always be a place for good books. The, mm-hmm. the benefits of books, you, you know, they are, you can carry them around. You can take them anywhere. Yep. You can go anywhere. You know, they don't run out of battery. They don't... Uh, they don't need an upload. No, they don't. They don't get viruses. All this kind of stuff. <laughs> There's still still great value in books and literature. Um, oh, you know, there's people still read. People are still reading, and I I think they they always will. Mm-hmm. So there's a place in everyone's bookshelf for some quality books. Yes, for sure. Tell us some experiences where people found value in obtaining the books that you had for sale and through the Jumpstart program? For sure. Look, um, I think literature evangelism, it's a spiritual work. Mm -hmm. We're not just out selling books. We're out meeting people. Um, The Holy Spirit leads and guides in our work. And and God, um, like I said, this is a God-ordained ministry, literature evangelism. There are lots of ministries out there and and I'm sure God's behind uh, many of them. Yep. But we know as literature evangelists, we know that this work is God-ordained. Mm-hmm. And um, an experience, maybe a couple I'll share. I remember uh, visiting a home, and I got invited in, actually, to this home. And, mm-hmm. and that's always good. When you get invited in, it's a good positive sign. And I, I came in, and I sat down, and I was canvassing, and... And the lady, she wasn't that interested in the health books that we had. So I started to show her a spiritual book, a book called, as we've talked about already, The Great Controversy, Mm -hmm. a powerful book. And she was very interested, and she said, look, I I want to know what's going to happen at the end of time. I I want to be ready Mm -hmm. for Jesus. I said, look, this is the book you need. It's all in here. She says, okay, well, how much is that book? And at the time, we were selling it for $10. I said, look, it's, it's only $10. She said, $10? I said, yes. She said, okay. She leaned forward, and she had a little mat in front of her, and she pulled over the mat, and there's a $10 note sitting under the mat. Hmm. And she said, this $10 is my emergency money. I keep this here for an emergency, and... I think this is an emergency. I've got to get that book. I've got to get it right now. Wow. So she gave me the $10. I gave her the book. And um, by God's grace, she can read that book and and be ready for the coming of Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And these experiences, I must say, I've never had anything like it until I stepped out in faith and um, got involved in this ministry. Hmm. Wonderful. I, I um, it, it, sometimes it happens so often, amazing things that you, it just becomes the norm. And isn't that what a terrible thing to say? But it can become normal, amazing things happening. And sometimes you've got to stop and say, "Wait a minute, no, that's not normal." A lot of people don't experience those things. Mm-hmm. So we just got to, rec- you know, make sure we record them, write them down, keep sharing them. Mm-hmm. Keep reminding ourselves that um, 
that God is leading. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the great controversy, for those of you that would like to obtain that book, our phone number in Australia is 02-4973-3456. And we can put you in touch with uh, places to obtain that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, around Australia and also if you're in New Zealand maybe the easiest thing would be to give us an email send us an email our email is radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au I'll repeat that that's radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au Now, Jared, you've been in this work for many years and you've had many wonderful experiences Mm. working with different teams around Australia, around New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, you said that it's a very spiritual work, so you feel close to God and you feel God helping you in your work. Is that right? Mm, Absolutely. It's um, a work that we can't do on our own. And, you know, it's a work that we do together with the angels. Uh, Coldwater Ministry, this is a book, it's a compilation of quotes Mm -hmm. from Spirit of Prophecy. And um, on page 110 in the book Coldwater Ministry, there's a quote here that says, Thousands of angels, in working for perishing souls, you have the companionship of angels. Thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000 angels are waiting to cooperate with members of our churches and communicating the light that God has generously given, that a people may be prepared for the coming of Christ. And one of my favorite quotes, just to know that there are thousands of angels. Ellen White says here, 10,000 times 10,000. Now that's 100 million. That's huge. That's huge, and I don't think that is including our, our own guardian angels. Yes. These are possibly, you know, special evangelistic angels yes. that can come with, with the workers of God and, and help us. And, and what she also says here, which I think is also interesting, is that they are waiting to cooperate with members of our churches. You can just picture mm. angels sitting there waiting waiting for people to to get out and do something Mm -hmm. and sort of getting impatient, wanting to be sent out. Mm. But God is saying, look, uh, we need to wait. Oh, there's one. There's a young man. He's just started canvassing. Quick, go and help him. Yes. (laughs) And and, and he sends angels out. And, oh, there's there's, there's a lady there. She's she's sharing her faith. Quick, go Mm. and help her. Mm. It's it's very exciting that, um, that the angels can work with us. We're not alone. Yes, yes. We and have the companionship of, of angels. Wonderful. All the angels we need. Mm. Yes. Jared, um, if there's a listener that lives in a town or a street and says, okay, I'm a Christian, I would like to bring Christian literature mm. to my neighborhood, to my town, can they obtain uh, books from you to maybe share them with their neighbours. Is yeah, that well, possible? Well, I mean, there's probably two ways to do it. You can you can uh, fill in an application form and become a literature evangelist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a couple of ways you can do that. We have the full-time career program, also the big book program, mm-hmm. which I did for my first 10 years. We have Jumpstart, 
which is uh, a program which emphasises selling small books at the door for cash. And uh, that's been in Australia for a few years, and we've just launched it in New Zealand now, okay. which is really great news. We have another program that's called the, the Party Plan Program. So the idea of inviting your friends and and family and, and people over to your home and you host a, a party and, and show the books that we have. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, these are our main ways mm -hmm. in this division, but of course, I, I believe everyone can be a literature evangelist. What do you mean by that? What, explain every how that member, works. Every member can carry tracts, can carry little books, can can have a signs magazine. Okay, now talk to us about the signs magazine. What is yep. the signs magazine? Science Magazine is a, is a Christian uh, health and lifestyle and family magazine that's, that's printed here at the publishing, Science Publishing Department. In Warburton? And, in Warburton. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a great little resource that uh, you can share with people. It's, it's, it's non-threatening. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's relevant for today. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I remember my wife, she's... What she would do, she would uh, travel on the train to work and she would keep a few signs with her and she was a bit nervous to actually approach people. So she would leave them on seats, empty seats in the train and then she'd hide away somewhere and, and spy on them and see what would happen. Mm -hmm. And so people would come along and see the magazine and everyone, they'd pick it up and they'd start reading mm. uh, on their journey home. And it's very simple. You can just distribute literature in any shape or form. It's very easy to do. So someone that uh, may feel impressed to share Christian literature mm. can order a bulk subscription of signs yep. and share them with their neighbours, maybe letterbox their street or their town. Yeah, letterbox is that, them. Is that a way of... of um, being a literature evangelist in a way? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a form of literature evangelism. And yep. anyone can do that whether they work full-time, whether they're a home mum, whether yeah, they're retired. Yeah, whether they've got 30 minutes a, a, a week or five minutes a day. Uh, anyone can be involved, but obviously for those who want to do more, mm -hmm. who want some specialised training, who want a, a more of a support network around them, mm -hmm. then joining the, the literature ministry the organized uh, literature ministry program would, would be the best way to go. Okay. Now, there is training involved and there are some selection criteria yep. that uh, that you need to apply for. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to provide references. You need yep. to go through all the checks like uh, it's an employment. That's right. It, well, not so much an employment. It's a registration. Okay to work as a independent uh, distributor of okay. our books. Okay. So there are some procedures, policies, guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, oh, yeah, every, everybody can just do this uh, ad hoc. It's, a, it's an organized program That's that right. is yep. registered, that is, uh, yeah. has training, has checks, has applications yeah. and all the rest. Yeah, very well organized mm -hmm. and well supported and all the trainings provided and and look, I tell you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Remember, I was the shyest kid in school, um, but God changes us. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And it's mm. a, a very true saying. Yes. He uses those who um, who feel the weakest, and he gives gives what, what is needed. Jared, how has literature affected your life? How have you, by reading the books that you're selling... 
How has that changed your life personally? I think um, I'm so much closer to Jesus. That's what it's all about. My relationship is strengthened. My my faith is stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think I actually have even read Desire of Ages or Ministry of Healing or or any of these books until I actually started canvassing. I'd read Great Controversy before that. And it took me 12 months to read. So you're not, um, a, you're not a quick reader when you first began no, reading? No, not when I first began, but I've since read it five times since. And um, I reckon The Great Controversy is the kind of book that you either should be reading it now, yes. or maybe you should have just reading it, or maybe think about reading it again. <laughs> so it's, so, uh, it's so relevant for today. It's so deep as well. Mm. Some things you miss uh, the first time, you, you get them second, third, fourth time around. Okay. And this book is available from the Warburton um, Science Publishing Company. Yep, yep. Um, and there are some different outlets around Australia and New Zealand that are also stocking that book. Mm. Um, plus, if you live in a remote area, we can get that to you so you don't have to go to a retail store. Yeah. There are ways that you can get that. And by contacting us at 3ABN Australia Radio, we can make sure that you get that book. And in fact, Jared, this might uh, this might put a smile on your face. Mm. We got a phone call at 3ABN Australia, as we do quite often. And there was a gentleman listening to the radio in Australia. I can't say where. Yeah. Um, and he requested a copy of The Great Controversy. He'd been listening to different programs, different presentations. Wow. And he says, oh, I'd like to get a copy of that book. And I said, well, you've made the right call. You've made the right decision. Mm. How many copies would you like? And he says, oh, just one. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, how about you get one for yourself and one for your friend? And he says, no, 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 just one's enough. He says, oh, I'll read it and then I'll share it with my Anglican minister. Mm. And I said, well, that's okay. You're welcome to do that. We've got more here if you need it. So mm. I put him on hold and then transferred him to our resource center here in Morissette. And then when uh, our receptionist got off the phone, she said, you know, he ordered two books, one for Amen. himself yep. and one for his Anglican minister. Amen. And they were posted out, so uh, he's, uh, he's received them. So there are many people that are reading these books. And uh, Now, Jared, we've mentioned the Great Controversy a number of times, and yeah. you said that this book is, would you say it's the second best book in the world? Yeah, I would say behind, a, the, behind the Bible, it would be the next one you should read. Okay, why do you say that? Well, as Ellen White says, it tells the story of the past, the present and the future. It's a, a book that will prepare people to meet God. It, it covers, covers everything. It covers... Um, you know what's happening in the future. It looks at uh, different prophecy. It looks at um, what happens after death. You know, there's there's a lot of misunderstandings about that. What really happens when people die? You know, there's do you go to heaven? Do you go to hell? Do you go to purgatory? Do you do you float around somewhere? Do you, does nothing happen? Is there no hope? Um, but a book which can help us to understand these. Uh, these amazing truths. So this, Actually, can I, can I tell a little story? Go for it. Now, just, um, so just before you do, Jared, just yeah. before you do, um, does the book have Bible references and does it quote the Bible to help us understand what the Bible says? So it's not just a book that tells you some kind of theories. Yeah. Does this book correspond and, and cross-reference to what the Bible says? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. It's all it's all referenced. It's all Bible based. Okay. There are there's none of man's thoughts here. They're all they all come from the Word of God. Okay. And people don't need to have a PhD in biblical theology to no. understand this book. So no. this book is a like a would you say like a textbook? Yeah, like a textbook too. But it's a storybook. Yeah. As well. That's, yeah, that's right. It looks at you know it looks at history. Mystery, crime, and intrigue. Mm. Um, a friend of mine coined that term. You might know him. His name's Andrew Kachansky. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's very true. It's a good description of what the book's about. Okay. Now, you had this story to share, Jared. Tell us about yeah, the story, please. Yeah, I was um, working with Shane, one of our, our workers in New South Wales, North New South Wales, actually. And we came up to a home and uh, tried to go through the gate, but it was locked. So we couldn't get up to the uh -huh. door. So we're standing there for a moment thinking about what to do, and then I noticed a little doorbell. So I pressed the doorbell and waited, and nothing happened. And pressed the doorbell again, and then a lady comes out, and she says, Oh, it's you. You're here. And I'm thinking, Oh, that's a bit strange. Mm -hmm. what, what does she mean? And um, anyway, so we showed her the books that we have. We started going through them. And she said, oh, no, look, I'm not really that interested. Turned around and started walking away to her front door. And I thought, oh, this is, from what she said earlier, there's something going on here. And so I said, look, sorry, um, can I just ask you a question? She said, oh, yeah, what's that? I said, when you came out, you you said, oh, it's, it's you, you're here, What?" Were you expecting us? What, what were you meaning? She said, oh, oh, no. She said, look, my doorbell rings and and I come out sometimes and no one's ever there. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, that's a bit strange. She said, yeah. She said, well, strange things are happening in my house. I said, what do, what do you mean? She said, well, cupboards open, things fall on the ground, the doorbell goes... This this weird stuff happens. Wow, and I bizarre. Thought, wow, and you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that there is some spiritual influence here. And this is in a in a regular street, regular yeah. suburb. Yep, yep. Just in a, a town up in North New South Wales, a, a home, just a sort of middle class kind of home. Hmm. And uh, I said, look, uh, that's very interesting what you're saying. I, I'd like to show you something, and I I went to get you know, the great controversy mm -hmm. of Shane. And he already had it out of the bag and in, in his hand ready to give me. He's thinking the same thing. So I take great controversy, I give it to her, and I canvass her on that. You know, I'm quite optimistic that this is something she'll find interesting. She flicks through and then she goes, oh, no thanks, and hands it back. Just like that. I remember thinking, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. But... Um, I said, look, just as a thank you for your time, I'd like to leave you this little one. And I took out another little book called Darkness Before Dawn. Now, this is actually the last 10 chapters of the Great Controversy. Mm -hmm. So we hand it over, and she picks this little one up, and on the cover it says, Finding Hope for the Future. She goes, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And she flicks it open, and guess what chapter it opens up to? Can the Dead Speak to Us? Mm a chapter on on what happens after death. And I remember thinking, oh, what's going to happen here? And she goes, oh, yeah, of course they can. And she shut the little book and said, how much is this one? 
Mm-hmm. And we told her, and she said, okay, just a minute. She went inside, got a donation, came back, paid for the book, and uh, she said to us, you know, I'm going to go inside right now and start reading it right now. Wow. And we thought, wow, this is someone who really needs this book with these strange things going on in, in her home. We know that, um, that um, you know, there are some things happening, so she needs to understand. Is it, is it, um, is it God or is it another influence? Mm. So she went inside and Shane and I, we decided to quickly move on and let, let the book and the Holy Spirit do the work in the home. Wow. And that's, so, that's a person that has received a book that she needed yes. that will bring her hope and comfort and, and peace in her life. Yeah, and, a, and an understanding of, of what's happening in the home. But yeah, true. Mm. Peace and hope. People are looking for that. Yeah. They really are, and that's that's what that's what our books do. They they help people to to find what is really true and and lasting, mm. and to have that peace when we live in such a chaotic and crazy world. Yeah, and it's getting yeah. uh, getting more chaotic and more crazy. It is as the years go by. Now, Jared, would you say that this book, The Great Controversy, should be in everyone's home? Yeah, I I definitely do. It's, is uh, it affordable? Is it affordable? Mm. Very affordable. Uh, most of many of the copies out there are just paperbacks. Okay. You know, just a few dollars. I mean, people spend a few dollars on, you know, on junk food. But you know, this is real food. Mm. This is spiritual food. Yeah. It's good healthy food. You you, know. you sell books that help people with their body, with their health, with uh, Christian stories for children. Yeah. Yep. Morals, um, and also for people that are interested in spiritual things, you offer that as well. Yeah, there's there's something for everyone. That's mm. the beauty of of literature ministry. We carry a range of of books, books for children, mm. and but um, well, basically we you know we want to help people, mm. help people in in this life and in the life to come, to mm. have eternal life. And you found this very rewarding over the last uh, many years. You've been yeah. involved with with this work. Yeah, it's mm. a very rewarding work. It's like I said before. I think it's helped me to become closer to Christ, better Christian. Um, but it's helped me to realise that we're living in, in in the in the last days, in the end of time. And there's a work to be done. There are people to be to be helped, people to be saved, mm. um, and we we can play a big part in that. Matthew twenty four fourteen says, "And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, as a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come." And when I read that verse, it reminds me that you know we can actually help hasten the coming of Christ. Mm. We, how, can how can we can speed it up because when this gospel is preached to everyone when when God sees that you know everyone's had the and the right opportunities and and the time is right then he comes mm. he comes back yes and um we want him to come back sooner rather than later yeah Jared if there are people that are listening that say well I'm not sure if I'm ready for Jesus to come I I need some help to understand um, who Jesus is, uh, understand what Christianity is all about, 
to make sure I'm believing the right things with a spiritual in, in their spiritual life. Yeah. Are there books that are available that will make that crystal clear, that will help explain things clearly and uh, understandably so they yeah. can see where they are in in their own life with God? I, I would say, um, I mean, the number one book, of course, is the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, reading the book of John, the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. uh, will reveal Jesus for who he is, and he is our Savior. Um, but there are other books as well. There's a book called Steps to Christ, which is a, a beautiful, uh, it's like a devotional book, mm-hmm. a book which helps us to understand uh, who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And Desire of Ages is another one, the, the life story of Christ and uh, what he did and what his mission was all about why 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 did he have to die on the cross mm-hmm. you know why did that have to happen yeah, that book covers that um what what jesus is doing now mm. talks about that jesus is doing something special right now right up in heaven too so it's uh yeah there's some wonderful books there that can help us to to understand what, mm. what Jesus is doing, and that he's, that he's coming back soon. Mm. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Jared, well, we're just going to go to a, a uh, an address roll now. Okay. So we ask our listeners to get a piece of paper and a pen, write down our contact details, and request any of the resources that we've mentioned today. A book, The Great Controversy, if you'd like to obtain that book, contact us. If you'd like a smaller book or a list of catalogue of the books that are available or the magazine, Signs of the Times, um, all these resources are available to you, our listener, in New Zealand, in Australia, Papua New Guinea, and for our international listeners that are streaming online, and we've had a few of those as well. So get a piece of paper and a pen, and we'll come back in just a moment. at 3ABN Australia Radio, we love to hear back from our listeners. If you would like to give feedback, catch up on episodes, live stream our broadcasts, download free resources or learn more about Jesus Christ, contact us today. You can do so via our website at 3abnaustralia.org.au, giving us a call on 02-4973-3456, sending us an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au or posting a letter in the mail to P.O. Box 752, Morissette, New South Wales, 2264, Australia. If you didn't have a pen to catch these, just go to your favourite online search engine and type in 3ABN Australia. We can't wait to hear from you. Our guest on Life Learnings today has been Jared French. He is currently the Resource Development Manager at the Science Publishing Division of the Publishing... Oh, South Pacific Division... Let me say that again. Our guest today on Life Learnings has been Jared French, the Resource Development Manager at the South Pacific Division Publishing Ministries based in Warburton in Victoria. Jared, with your role now, are you excited about the resources that are available for people to obtain to help them in their physical and spiritual life? Uh, Absolutely. I I love this work. This Mm -hmm. is, um, to me, it's still literature evangelism. 
even though I'm I'm not on the door as much as I used to, it, it's all related. It's still literature evangelism, mm-hmm. and it is exciting work. I um, I've been involved in developing yeah different resources for the literature evangelists to use, which will help them in their in their ministry, and it's a work that. Well, in terms of literature ministry, I think that God's calling for people to mm-hmm. be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, Ellen White says that where there is one literature evangelist, there should be 100. And why is that? It's because we've got so many people to see. Mm. I live in Melbourne. I think Melbourne's around maybe four and a half million people. How do we see four and a half million people? I mean, there are different forms. Is yeah, there's radio, like what we're doing now, there's TV, but you know what? There's still people that are sitting in homes mm. that uh, still need to be visited, mm-hmm. and we, we need to go to them. They won't come to us. There are many people sitting in homes thinking about spiritual things, think asking questions about God, but... Um, they don't go any further with it. Sometimes we've got to go and knock on their door and invite them. And I'd like to share a quote from the book, Cole Porter Ministry, mm. page 6. This yes. is chapter 2. It says, A work second to none, successful soul-saving ministry. The canvassing work, properly conducted, is missionary work of the highest order. And it is as good and successful a method as can be employed for placing before the people the important truths for this time. Mm. If we just pause here, it says canvassing work is missionary work of the highest order. Mm. Wow, that says a lot, doesn't it, it about does. the work? Yep. I mean, if something is the highest, is there anything higher than the highest? Well, there's not. The highest is the highest. So. In God's eyes, literature ministry is very important. Mm. And uh, it says here, the importance of the work of the ministry is unmistakable. But many who are hungry for the bread of life have not the privilege of hearing the word from God's delegated preachers. For this reason, it is essential that our publications be widely circulated. So Mm. there are many hungry souls out there. Maybe they, our listeners are hungry and they, they, they want may to be... be. You, you may feel empty, yeah. you're, you're starving and, and you're not full. You're not, you're not enjoying life. You're not living mm. life abundantly. Life to the full, there's something missing. And um, it could be Jesus, it could mm. be God that is missing in your life. Mm. But uh, the quote says, Thus the message will go where the living preacher cannot go. And the attention of many will be called to the important events connected with the closing scenes of this world's history. So the books um, and and the personal visit, I think that's another key thing. When You know, we mentioned it earlier, but we're saturated with media and, and television and it's just constant. And even these mobile phones, I've seen... You know, young children, young kids, um, they're next to each other. They might be sitting next to each other in the playground and they're both texting. And guess who they're texting? Each other. <laughs> they're texting themselves. I mean, wow. I reckon if we're not careful one day, we won't know how to have a conversation with someone face to face. We won't know how to, how, how to, how to do that. 
and I think that you know there'll come a time when a someone knocks on your door and you'll be like, "Wow, there's a real person out there, yeah, and you'll run to the door, open the door, and have a talk with a real person face to face and yeah there's it's you can't beat that personal face to face contact. Well, Jared, it's been wonderful speaking with you. Mm. I would invite you, would you be able to pray for our listeners, please, that have heard this interview and that they will be closer to Jesus? Absolutely. Mm. Our loving Father in heaven, we come before you this morning and we thank you that, that you are with us and we thank you for your blessing in our lives, Lord. But we, we just pray that you will create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us that you'll cast us not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, help us to to be faithful in what you ask us to do. Help us to be faithful in the call you place upon our lives. Help us to to go ahead and um, take a risk with you and to just know that we're, we're not alone when we step out in faith. I pray, Lord, for anyone who's listening who maybe hasn't given their heart to you, I pray, Lord, your Holy Spirit will speak to them now and that they will that they will respond to your call and it's a call to to find true peace and, and true love and and a true place uh, in your kingdom we thank you in Jesus name amen amen thank you jared french jared has been speaking to us from warburton victoria and jared we thank you so much for your time on the phone today thank you it's been great god bless and until next time Take care and we look forward to sharing another Life Learnings program with you on the 3ABN Radio Network. He desires all to be saved. You're listening to the angelic sound of Carly Fletcher just an average Australian woman who has chosen to use her musical talents to uplift her Lord and King, Jesus Christ. You matter to Him. You are His precious child. Won't you realise that you really matter to Him? Carly's debut album, Follow the Lamb, features gentle acoustic guitar, piano and voice, rich in harmonies and accompanied by various instruments. It's gonna be worth it in the end. To purchase a copy of Follow the Lamb, with all proceeds going to 3ABN Australia, contact us on 024973 3456 today. We will follow.